0: Hello and welcome to the Naptown Blues Fancast, a weekly roundup of your Annapolis Blues FC, playing in the Mid-Atlantic Division of the NPSL. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, a gentleman who experienced his own version of Heart surgery this Saturday, Hiram Wainwright. How you doing, sir? I am on a high, man. I do not disagree. I am (laughs) right there with
1: you. What an amazing week for the Blues. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Please take a moment to leave a review and share with your footballing friends. You can also follow the show
0: on Twitter at NatTownBluesPod. And for tickets, go to annapolisblues.com. We have a tradition, dare I say, an obligation here at the DU Public House Studios to have a drink in our hands while we record. Hiram what are we drinking today? We are drinking some champion champagne,
1: aka some keeper's kosh by four brewing. Love it. Of course we need to. Absolutely. Right? appropriate beer for an appropriate time a champion beer for a championship time (laughs) Ah, i
0: love it uh remember to drink responsibly ladies and gentlemen all right let's go ahead and get right into the action we start wednesday and it's the semifinals for the mid-atlantic division we are hosting grove united and uh while grove came out very quickly and led by mbwepu who he not really known we don't obviously talk a lot about the other teams but Bwepu, who scored six in his last five mm-hmm. was a lot of the reason why this team made it into the final the semifinals right at the uh, end of the season and he was causing to be really really tough time for our defense yeah,
1: not really enough because in the ninth minute justin harris gets a header on the corner kick by uh luke dunn i believe mm-hmm. <laughs> uh sorry about that but <laughs> well, we got a chance to speak with justin after the match why don't we take a listen
2: Alright Justin, great win, on to the next one Conference uh, finals now after we just beat Grove 4-1 four, four I'm sorry, uh, start off with an amazing header that you got from the corner, that was honestly amazing how you got on that, just tell me more about that really.
3: Yeah I mean, I was about to take the corner and they told me to switch so I think that made me like, they didn't guard me so I was open so I was able to get the, uh, the open header there.
2: Perfect man and then uh, we still haven't found out at the time of recording quarter right now about the next opponent but yeah. Either Greenville or Alexandria, both the only two teams who haven't beat us this season. What are your thoughts on how this is looking for the uh, next game?
3: Yeah, both two tough teams. We tied Greenville and we lost to Alexandria, so i would be excited to compete with them again. Awesome, man.
2: Well, good win tonight. Hope you enjoy. Right, thank
3: you. Appreciate it, man. But
1: then Jake Gavreau comes in with a tap in off a rebound in the 14th minute to keep.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wait, scored again. Right, yeah, absolutely. How, how about that? Blues tradition. <laughs> uh, the Blues added another in the 35th minute with uh, Mateus de Jesus, uh, only to see Grove answer literally moments later, like right off the kickoff. They score, make it three to one. Uh, so at the half, it's three to one. But early into the second half, Gordy do what Gordy do, which is find himself in front of the net with the ball at his foot and puts it away, makes it four to one and pretty much after that grove didn't have much of a bench they kind of ran out of legs we clearly weren't gonna try to you know push it we were just gonna see out the action because also then at that point we now have a game to play on saturday so you have to think about legs and uh we go ahead win four to one and advance to the final and after that
1: we got a chance to speak to our captain elton why don't we go ahead take a listen to that
2: uh, Elwin, good job tonight. 4-1 win against Grove. On to the finals. Of course, I had to speak to the captain of the team, leading his team to great things. Uh, tell me about how uh, this intensity all season led up to
3: tonight. I think we haven't changed anything. That's the idea from the beginning. We have a system well-designed by Coach Colin. And, you know, at times, teams do uh, different things, and we have to adapt. And I felt that... We were collected from the last game. We learned our lesson. We were more aware of uh, the structure of the team on this game and catalyzed our chance in the first half and uh, great stuff onto to, to the, the finals.
2: Absolutely, and at the time of right now, we don't know who we may be facing in the final, but hoping for either another great match. I talked to Coach and Justin Two teams who hasn't beat us all season this year. So tell me, what your thoughts on like how the how this game might turn out, especially in a high uh, high uh, impact game, I should say.
3: So there are two two great teams now. Alexandria and Greenville had a great uh, regular season. Like I said, we those are the teams that we didn't win the game. So you know we have to bring our A game on Saturday, and we expect a full house because you know with all the support we always give our extra five percent ten percent it's unbelievable atmosphere um i feel that that that's the key you Now pack the stadium and and bring our a game for saturday
2: absolutely you guys heard it here first captain no wants you guys to pack it in so we want 10k here at navy stadium <laughs> yeah let's do it <laughs> awesome well hope for saturday a saturday and good win good job tonight
4: thank you
0: all right so two thoughts Uh-oh. uh first off it's funny six grand is how much we had at that match and it's like uh the small crowd.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know, <seven>. yeah <laughs> writing
0: comparisons, right? It's like uh, sixty-nine. That's the smallest crowd we've had so far. Um, so, Hiram, I just want to establish with you real quick: Are you, at the time you were not aware of who who we were going to play? Right? Shut up. Because uh, foreshadowing, I know exactly what you say in the next interview. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, f- you know what? Why don't we just get right into it? As yeah? so I talk to the Gaffer, uh, Coach Colin
2: to the conference just be 4-1 Grove tell me about what's your thoughts coming into the next match really
4: uh, first off I think really proud of the group tonight we played against a much improved Grove United which we knew we would uh, they've been on a great run I think four games undefeated but we were really resilient tonight. There were some big tests at times, and I'm uh, really, really proud of the performance.
2: Awesome. And then um, I spoke to this about uh, the next match uh, in the finals, either Greenville or Alexandria. Uh, both two opponents have, we haven't beat this season so far. So tell me what the intensity and the, how high impact this game is going to be, especially in this uh, playoff matchup. It'll
4: be an exciting game. I think one the fans will enjoy. But more importantly, our boys are looking forward to it. You saw how they reacted to the, uh, the result at the weekend. It says everything about their character and regardless of who the opponent is, we're looking forward to the game. We're looking forward to the atmosphere and we're ready to go.
2: Awesome coach. Well see you on Saturday and up the blues.
4: Thank you. <laughs> Good job, coach.
0: Um yeah, so yeah. I mean it's no, were you happy with the result? Yeah, I'm happy, <laughs> but It's right up there. I mean, mean, I'm out there for the best. (laughs) (laughs) It is on to Saturday with the uh, conference finals as the Blues are hosting the only team to hand us a defeat, the Alexandria Reds, and they brought a big supporter presence. They had easily 100 people there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Problem is, is we brought over 8,000. In fact, uh, ended up breaking our own attendance record. It doesn't count for the league because that's the regular season and playoffs are different mm-hmm. and uh apparently for the playoffs we have some like in the 15 thousands for when uh fc since was cincinnati used to be in the league no it was chattanooga chattanooga okay. used to be in the league so but this game had everything oh i mean just starting
1: just from the beginning uh first half we saw a goal from gordy uh 31st minute uh the blues went up one nil at the half but already by then there was like multiple yellow cards that were given in, which of course would be the story of the second half. Um, why don't
0: you talk more about that? Yeah, it's uh, if we are to be critical of mm-hmm. our team, because we we should be, yeah. they left way too many opportunities on the door. Yeah. This game should have been two or three to nothing. This game should have been over. Yeah, We had chances and we weren't completing them that came back to bite us in the ass going into the second half frankly it's a we played well we dominated the play they also had opportunities but we seem to have control of it all you don't want to go walking in just up one nothing because you know the other team's gonna have a talk you know they're gonna be ready for you and and especially when we talk about the second half alexandria started in the first half but they were playing what we like to kind of call the mind games right They're constantly chirping in the ref's ear, constantly looking for calls. They hit the deck and they roll around, even though it really wasn't that hard of a foul. Like just, they're establishing the, already we're going to try to manipulate the way the game is called. And what we ultimately have to remember about referees, they are human. Mm. And we all watch the English Premier League and World Cup, and we see that there's always the eye in the sky watching. There's no eye in the sky so when we lose our minds over a call you have to understand he only can see so much that center official whomever it is can only see so much those sideline officials can only see so much if one's on the far side and there's a penalty on the near side he ain't gonna necessarily see it so that's you could just tell it was it was feisty and oh it was not gonna be fun absolutely not so um, on to the second half, and like I said, more of the same, just really testy fo- football. Uh, Alexandria player broke free, and Jackson Rookman had no choice but to foul, which led to a second yellow for him. Yeah. And a second yellow means ascending off. Absolutely. So here we are now in the 56th minute, and we're down a man. That uh,
1: really did bring the Reds to a huge advantage because right after that, uh, Chris Bernard, uh scored for the Reds and brought it to a tie. Uh, but then he, of course, would score again following that uh, later on in the 83rd minute off a penalty, which is very questionable because at the time we're thinking, OK, maybe it's just going to be another uh, it's going to be another Call, but it's not going to be a card that calls for one of our players to be called out and then a the penalties for that.
0: As right? Well too. It was. There was a little bit of contact, mm. but his back was to goal. He was dribbling out of the box. The ref was in the center again. This is one of those things where you're not a hundred. You try as a, a official to try to be in position. I right. think if he's a little closer, maybe he lets it go. But same thing happens to Jacob Morrell in the first half, and there's no penalty call, and mm. it's like. Oh, that's a, yeah, you could call it, but yeah, it's soft. It's really, really soft. And that made it two to one. And I'll tell you what, this is when it gets the, he scores two goals. He runs up the stairs. Like our players run up the stairs, celebrates in front of the Alexandria fans, starts taunting the Annapolis fans, which, we've talked about it it's it's shithousery it's okay it's like, this is part of this is part of what it is right. you know but then it even starts to get more out of hand we are general mission sitting so the kids are going to be everywhere of course well bay boys give the kids the flags and they're running around they're doing their thing well those kids went and start messing with the the fans those fans decided well I don't want no kid messing with me um, they're a Adults. They're adults. And of course, dads sitting in that same section, see Alexandria fans messing with kids. And they're like, dad instinct stinks in like, they might not be my kid, but you ain't messing with that kid. No. And it, it got like chest to chest groups in the stands. It got heated. And tell you what, Thank goodness everybody's dad, Fred Mathis, stepped in and handled things. <laughs> Fred was right there, kind of settled everything down. Uh, come to find out later that there was some um, old DC United supporters in the mm. group. Fred knew, and Fred was just like, "Hey, come on, everybody's got to work in the morning. Let's right. let's get your boys under check, right? Like we don't have a sign sitting. Let's just, you know." And I, I would say the one thing that you have to remember as away supporters. And this is something we were mindful of as away supporters when we were at other matches. Of course. It's not your building. Right. So like we would do the Old Bay chant when we were playing Nova, mm-hmm. but we were to one very specific corner of the area. And that's where we stayed. Yeah. We weren't running around. We were in like, if anybody said anything to us, we you let it slide. Cause you're the guest, but man, it just got, it got insane it was so
1: much intensity and heated antics going on throughout the entire time they even got to the field as you mentioned because mm-hmm. like of course the fans getting into it the mm-hmm. even the benches were chirping to the reps bernard and
0: getting subbed off um putting his hand to his ear and holding up two fingers in the air for his two goals and oh it was getting testy
1: you have no idea especially not just me being an employee for the Blues, but as a fan and a true soccer fan, you have no idea how much that made me so upset. Mm-hmm. But so much respect. Like I get it. You came to our stadium. You scored two goals
0: in our biggest crowd that we had ever, mm-hmm. and again, our first year. But still, you're about to win the conference title for a second year in a row. Exactly in our building. Like we're we're kind of like you know we're Mel said it best. We're kind of the wrexham right. We're the new guys with all these people showing up and yeah. everybody care like like. I can see why there's some you know oh screw those guys kind of attitude from the (laughs) alexandria fans and from the alexandria players like it you you can't not think that that's not a thing of Mm. course
1: it is right you know it just kept going on and on and on even so much that even alexandria caught some straight red cards too where their entire bench was getting involved one of the players uh of course arguing for a foul as they've been doing the entire match, yeah, and of
0: but, course, but of course, every single foul, five Reds players would surround the ref and start yapping at him, like just doing ev- this the whole time, like r- Italians, right? Every <laughs> single time, so yeah, please continue. It was just just insane scenes, just seeing that
1: happen because being on the field and being like close to the action and realizing, okay someone's going to get carded here to see a straight red for what happened. Mm -hmm. And then later hearing as to why he got a straight red is ridiculous because of course he thinks there might be a foul that has been called Mm -hmm. on him, but there's no call Uh, calls made for the blues, but then he of course tried to uh, make up for that. And from what we heard the blue, the reds player actually spat on one of the blues players or at least in their direction. So that calls for the straight red for them to get sent off and then a whole crowd just erupts and of course cheering that he's off the field and now is
0: uh, even game is 10 10 for the uh, rest of the match and and they're also like he took forever to get off the field he stayed on the field the entire time and seven minutes yapping. yeah and just i mean non-stop yapping and which is funny because we'll get to you know how much extra time got added right that's all they added they should have added more because there was a lot more other antics that went on so like that game could have easily had 12 minutes added to the end of it right for sure and he because even there we we don't know it's alleged that he he spat Mm -hmm. but he also he grabbed the ref from behind he was face to face with like you don't touch the ref no you don't touch the ref now There are players who have touched the ref and things don't happen because it's, but it's a golden rule, don't touch the ref. Because if you touch the ref, you have now put yourself, it's something myself and my co-host from the football show, Sam Graham always say, it's Mm. don't give the referee a decision to make. No. You gave the referee a decision to make. Easy decision. (laughs) Like you just, you gave them a decision to make and then you were there on the sidelines like, I heard their coach oh my went ballistic on on um on the uh, fourth official saying things this is a family show that we're not allowed to say. <laughs> Apparently
1: he even tried to charge I think one of our players too when there was of course a physical altercation where uh thankfully their coaches actually held him back from that but again it's this match meant so much to both teams like you just can see that intensity and that excitement that anger that had both teams wanting to fight for that championship
0: or maybe just maybe we call that a derby, my good friend Absolutely. that is exactly what we call it <laughs> um i know there's been some words thrown around for some names and everything i'm going with the one i came up with right off the bat which is the old nap town darby yeah because it's old town it's nap town we give them the respect of old town Mm -hmm. of old first because they're the ones that were around first so the old nap town i think it covers everything but it's red versus blue it's cops versus robbers. (laughs) it is it is a tale as old as time and it particularly in footy Uh red versus blue is like the ultimate like it's chelsea versus united you know it's city versus united it's Everton versus Liverpool. It's <laughs> it's blue versus red. It <laughs> is it is just a thing and um I got I got to tell you man, it's that was a derby atmosphere. Oh, 100%. Uh, on the edge of maybe not okay, but it it stayed it stayed fine and that's what we that's the other thing you have to remember at mm-hmm. the end of the day everybody. This is a game. We all go home. We all wake up the next morning. Right? right? Like we have to remember that. But those emotions being riled up, making that noise, and we'll get to it towards the end here from from Coach Collin, that fires the team up. Oh, 100%. That gets them going.
1: And that pretty much let's like, that glimmer of hope where the coaches brought in some fresh legs just to pretty much outrun the reds and then as we mentioned because of the added drama from like the red cards being uh thrown mm-hmm. out and the players just taking this sweet time trying to take get off the field and it argue the
0: should have been way more than seven minutes but seven was fine that's fine i'll but say seven minutes added on credit credit to alexandria yeah. you play you played the game you wanted to play mm-hmm. seven minutes when it should have been 12 You did your job. You did exactly what you wanted to do.
1: Now, uh, for those who may not be able to understand why there was extra minutes added,
0: um, why don't you give them like a brief uh, breakdown? So remember, this is a running clock, right? It is 45 minutes, halftime, 45 more minutes. Mm -hmm. What happens with extra time is the idea is to allow whatever kind of extended plays happen to be added to the end of the match. So the referee has the discretion of letting that roll. There's a reason why that's not on on the board either, because the referee decides, because if there's seven minutes and he feels like the other team is stalling even more, he'll make it eight. Mm -hmm. He'll let it go as long as he wants, as long as he feels that there's been an opportunity for there to be fairness within the game, right? right? Rule of thumb, if there's an injury, however long that injury is, gets added to the game. Mm-hmm. If there's a goal, typically you add three minutes. If there's been two goals, you add four. If there's been four goals, or you 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 know, it really depends. Also depends if it's a four nothing shellacking, you add two minutes and you call it a day because yeah. obviously the other team's not going to come back. So there is a little bit of nuance to it all, but understand that when people are stalling, because I heard some fans like, "Yo, long boy, like stop the time, <laughs> time keeps running." Mm-hmm. Don't worry. That's why you see the fourth official on the sideline. And he has very important roles. And we're going to talk about one of his insanely important roles in the uh, extra time as well. Yeah. His job isn't just to do the subs. His job is to sit there and mark down all the chicanery that's going on. Mm. And he's the one that adds the time for the center official. Now, on a super pro level, they're wearing headsets. Those two are talking. He's saying to the center official, hey, I think I'm going to go ahead and add five center official maybe no 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 more than that it should be seven Mm -hmm. like they're talking in this case there's not headsets right just yelling but they're getting a good idea of what it's going to be right and he's the one who determines that so it was it was really crazy I tell you but then
1: in that seven minutes added on we fighting hard and hard for each and every opportunity it was opportunity and chances for goals but then in the 96th minute at the sudden death moment. Jacob morale <laughs> with the half volley off the back clearance uh, into the lower corner. We are going to extra time. It is
0: <sighs> overtime. Oh my gosh. Pandemonium. The place, the way that place erupted, the noise. Wow. It, again, again this is a derby. i am this is what a darby is supposed to be
1: when i tell you in the early in the show when i say i'm on a high from this uh from this game i'm still just reliving it as so i just made that exclamation about like how jacob just came
0: in with that volley it was so beautiful and what's even more interesting is because he's a striker right you would expect him to probably be off that throw probably a little higher up right and he probably was that means he backed up when he saw the throw wasn't going to get to him to be outside the box. It's easier to run onto a ball than it's easier to run back from a ball. That clearance doesn't go the way it's supposed to. And he's able to just line it up and oh my gosh. rip it. And it's a game of inches. It could have hit anybody on the way in. It could have, you know, it could have hit anyone. It could have deflected. It could have gone wide. It could have, but it found its way right into the lower nineties. And the keeper, I mean, the keeper didn't even dive. It, it's... I know it from experience. You're just tree trunks. You just go, oh, man. Like, there's just nothing you could do. You're not even ready for it. It was like a bullet. What a hit. Oh, my gosh. So, that's it. We're on to extra time. The way extra time works is just like uh, FIFA. This is a, a across-the-world kind of rule. Mm-hmm. You play 15 minutes for a first half, 15 minutes for a second half. You switch halves at, at, at the uh, midpoint, and... Whatever the result is after that 30 minutes is the game, unless it's at a tie and then it goes to penalties. Mm -hmm. There's no golden goal. It's not like hockey where you score and it's over. It is you fought for 90 minutes. We're going to give you another 30. So that would have been if somebody would have scored early, there's still a chance to tie it and score late. So that's how that goes. And honestly, there were there were chances from both. You could start to see the legs were wearing we were pushing the initiative, but we were also getting caught out of position multiple times. Well, it's still 10 men down. Yeah, and, uh, and well, no, we were 10-10 at that point, because, oh, you're right, right, you're right, yeah. I'm sorry. So, uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, and this is no offense to our captain, but our captain's in his mid-30s, mm-hmm. he's a center back their guys are in their early 20s you could just tell he was he was gassed oh, man. And, and the legs were starting to get him and griff made a few saves but on the other end we had opportunities their keeper came up with a few saves it was really intense and then we go into the second 15 minutes mm-hmm. starts off right away there's an altercation with um griff our keeper and uh kevin ventura who who gets to him it's like griff makes the save he kind of takes a swipe at griff's ankle Right. Again, this is what they've been doing the whole match. Just the, we're going to poke you. We're going to poke you. And you do that because you want a reaction. Well, Mm -hmm. he got a reaction. Griff got in his face. Now, the good news, Griff didn't overreact, right? But how many times do you see that happen where you push him? You get a red, you you know, something happens to you, right? Right. He gets in his face. Well, the other guy keeps yapping at him. Kevin keeps yapping at him. They bump chest. Kevin smacks the ball out of his hand. Even though it's a dead ball, not allowed to do that. Right. He gets a yellow card. Here is where... The fourth official becomes so important because they're getting ready to start to restart the game, right? Guy got a yellow, move on. Mm -hmm. No, he got a yellow in the first half. That's a second yellow. That's a red. That's a sending off, right? Right. Same thing that happened to Jackson. You got two yellows, you're out. Right. The fourth official communicates this to the fifth official. (laughs) That guy was on the other side of the field hiding, like trying not to be seen. Then took his sweet old time getting across and then eventually walking off the pitch and it's just more of that chicanery but the good thing we're not responding to it right Mm -hmm. i can't tell you how many times you'll see teams respond to that get a red card yourself get in trouble as well start problems just have those things happen so big big ups to the team for composure there's something to be very much said for that and um as that goes on there's uh they get all that done and then it's we're on 10 men against their nine right we're pushing but also we had a few mistakes in the back they got opportunities and it's now you're at this point where it's like you want to push for the winner but you also don't want to have what happened two weeks ago, which is they get you on the counter score game over. And you that's, don't want that to happen. That
1: was a scary part throughout that time. Cause of course their counter attack uh, against us is their strong point for sure. That's basically what got them that first goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would've gotten that second, but then the penalty call for that, but still like, luckily we got a lucky break with their counter attacks, not causing too much of a damage against us though.
0: Yeah, precisely. So all that ends, it's over now the referee doesn't add any extra time now here's where the nuance comes into that what is five minutes of extra time really going to do to that match at that point nothing. nothing it's it's going to penalties right both teams are if they're given the opportunity because the other team makes a mistake they're going to take it but it's it's not going to happen mm-hmm. this game is going to be need to be decided by penalties So here we go. We are going to penalties, good sir. First round, we get the first score. We go up first
1: and we score. Second attempt or first attempt for the Reds, they score as well. Mm -hmm. Second round, we score as well. So now that puts us uh, two to one in the penalties. Mm -hmm. Reds try to take that shot. Griff says it to the left. Do work, son. <laughs> uh, so now that keeps us at the score of two one by ent-
0: entering the third round. Russo, real quick, something to mention right at the start of this. Now, for FIFA rules, everybody's calling this the Emmy Martinez rule, mm-hmm. and um, they're calling it that because Emmy Martinez in the World Cup would come up to the line, talk to players a lot, do a lot of chicanery. Yeah, goalkeepers are no no longer allowed to step like they are to go straight to their goal line, stand on the line. Mm-hmm. Their keeper right off the bat was out at the six was immediately told by the ref get back stop it right on the third kick he got a yellow before we took our third (laughs) kick why because he just refused to acknowledge it (laughs) like just he kept coming up and where griff on the other hand just walked right to the line makes a save do your job yeah that's it simple as that. get it done
1: but of course that didn't matter because we got the third goal in on that and then following that Red score again, so now that brings us to three two in the penalties,
0: fourth round. Their keeper saves. One real quick, just their keeper saves. If the ref felt like being really petty, mm. keeper should have saw his second yellow. He taunted. He taunted Miles Lamb. He, yeah, he got did. up off the line. He pointed right at him and was walking right at him. Technically. Keeper should be glad he got to finish the match because he should have saw a second yellow and been now in the world of footy. Typically, once a keeper gets a yellow for stalling or doing anything like that, you rarely see a keeper get a second yellow. No. Rarely, if ever. Uh, so yeah, of course he saves and does his little
1: singing dance or whatever, but we'll get to that point. <laughs> Reds go ahead and take their fourth attempt, but Griff does it again, makes another save. Dude! Work, son. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us still to a score of three-two in PKs, and we are on our fifth shooter. We score, we win. Yep, that's simple it. as that. Fifth round, the one and only Jacob <laughs> Morrell. <laughs> Sorry, Carson. <laughs> we'll be beep.
0: Remember, we're a family show. Ah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Jacob steps up, buries it. Blues win four-two on penalties. First mid Atlantic Conference title. In our first season,
0: the building goes Nuts <laughs> Oh my god
1: If I if I will say <clears throat> I was literally in the corner Of where they were shooting the penalties at mm-hmm. When they were running around And I had my hand on my shirt the whole time If they missed, the whole shirt would have been ripped open <laughs> Like I'm Hulk Hogan or something <laughs> like that And I would have been so upset But I still would have ripped the shirt open Even if he made it But thankfully I did it Because again I'm at, I'm at work, so yeah. I gotta think about that too. You, you you are a representative of the team. Absolutely. <laughs> but it was just, like you said, the crowd erupted, the place just jumping 83,000 minus 100 who showed up for Alexandria was just incredible. So shout out to uh, the crowd who
0: showed out today. Um, Melissa took a video of me. Um, I try to keep it low key, as some of you may know, some of you may not. I had heart surgery on Friday, <laughs> so. Um, when i was done with heart surgery the doctor asked me if i had any questions i'd asked a few things about what i could or couldn't do and one of the last questions i asked before i was rolled out of surgery (laughs) can i go to my match on saturday (laughs) he goes are you playing and i went no it's my it's my hometown team i've i i gotta go and he's like yes you can go don't do any Oh, Okay. Well, I mean, we kind of went past that role a bit at the end. Um, <laughs> but I was keeping it cool. I really wasn't screaming much. I was sitting away from the Bay boys. I just, I wanted to, you know, I started screaming old Bay, old Bay, old Bay so loud. My voice was cracking because there Uh-oh. was about eight Alexandria Red fans in front of me that were like waving their arms while they were winning. And I just like, I'm my hands out i'm leaned over right at them just (laughs) obey 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 and my voice is cracking and i'm oh my i'm losing it now our producer as -hmm. we know as his uh he's he's an adventure within himself uh carson so uh carson go ahead and unmute yourself there i would love to hear from you and uh you were in a completely different area of the stadium how was it going for you what was it like for you just that whole match well in in general i uh
5: i have taken it upon myself to be the wandering sort of eyes for the team (laughs) right um so yeah it uh started i showed up a bit late to the tailgate but uh, i did too (laughs) also wasn't drinking so it was an interesting tailgate for me actually i was pretty surprised with how many people were around. It was like a massive crowd, and then we kind of get in there, and then the energy in the stadium was fantastic. So I was just wandering around, wandering around. I saw, uh, oh, what was the last thing I saw? Um, there was a child dressed in the inflatable T-Rex that was <laughs> up with the Bay Boys. I met an ex-girlfriend that hit me with a car. <laughs> um, uh it was great though it was it was very good i really felt like people were actually psyched actually energized and there was really people from the community service industry people were in the in the area we had some federal house people there and it was actually just really good it was one of the best energies i felt but it felt big uh so
0: technically we ended up with over 84 Mm -hmm. uh, 100. we did break the record for our own attendance yeah so playoff attendance is different than regular season attendance but yeah we we came proper oh (laughs) for sure it felt felt great everybody's energy
5: was great it really the community was there and they were excited yeah really good shout out to annapolis you guys definitely
1: were amazing so you guys were and what some people may say the 12th man of the field so again shout out to the community coming out to support the blues
0: Excellent. I didn't write these down in the notes because I'm bad at my job. (laughs) But let's go ahead and uh, talk to how you had an interview with Griff after the match.
2: Uh, I'm trying to keep this PG as best as I can after that exciting match. But I'm here with Griffin. Griffin, 2-2 throughout their whole time. Of course, it was a physical battle that you saw the amount of yellow cards and red cards given out from the ref. Uh, But then it all came down. PKs, 4-2 on the PKs. Tell me exactly how that exciting moment is, especially in another record-breaking attendance tonight. Yeah, it's insane. The crowd was absolutely nuts. Um, I thought we deserved to win the game, so, you know, happy to get it done in PKs. Absolutely, man. And, then, of course, coming in clutch, saving those two crucial goals that definitely put us to the edge, makes us conference champions officially yeah. after the playoff route. Awesome. Uh, next step, East Region. What do you have in store, man? Yeah, just got to have a good week of training and get back after next weekend. Awesome, man. Well, I'm going to let you go ahead and enjoy the celebration, but congrats, man. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks.
0: Um, I'll chime in here just a little. Um, I'm trying not to outbundy. Uh I scored four touchdowns in uh <laughs> high school football game kind of thing. But for whatever it's worth, I I played goalkeeper for 25 years, from mm. 15 till 40. Played soccer my whole life from five. So it's it's a sport that I love very much, and it's a sport that I know literally because I've I've played it, I've refed it, I've coached it, I've done all aspects. Right. While Goalkeeper is the easiest position physically on the pitch. Yeah, we got to fall on the ground and that hurts, but it's not that tough physically. We don't have to run the way the players on the pitch have to run. And it is hands down mentally the toughest position on the pitch. Oh, for sure. And that setup, when you are in penalty shootouts, it's all on you and you are a man on an island. If you win, you are not thanked for it. If you lose, you are likely blamed for it. Yeah. <laughs> and even, you know, no offense to our local paper, but morell's the hero. Keeper saved two penalties, not for nothing. Right. <laughs> but also, until recently, they used to call it a penalty miss. They wouldn't call it a penalty save because for those of you who don't understand, a, a penalty kick, like sports science for ESPN has done a bit about this and everything, you are not supposed to save a penalty. Mm. If hit properly, you as a keeper can not Physically make it to a ball that's hit properly. You can't do it. There's not the physical attributes to do it. If you make a penalty save, it's because the player put it put it the wrong spot. They put it a little too close. They showed their hand, right? Because as a keeper, you typically you you watch their hips, you watch their eyes, you watch where they're coming to line up to the ball, and you make an educated guess yeah. at the end of the day. You know, you got a pretty good idea where you're going. That's the reason why you'll see a keeper go one way and the ball go the other. He's reading you up and he's going, okay, I think you're going left. And then as soon as you touch it, he's going because he doesn't have time to decide. Oh, you are going right. No, it's in the back of the net. <laughs> like <laughs> The minute you think that, it's already in the back of the net. So there has to be some luck on your part. But just Griff, dude, amazing. You saved two in a match that was feisty and fiery and... You had already gotten scored on twice. Like just the mental fortitude to forget. You as a keeper have got to forget what happened. The minute you are scored on, you have to forget that that goal happened. Because if you don't, it's going to haunt you the rest of the game. You're going to start making mistakes. Mm. Just wow. Absolutely. Wow. From Griff, seriously. Just
1: finishing touches on that. When everything was all said and done, you know we made made it official. Jacob puts it in the back in there. Griffin makes his escapes. We see Griffin literally run off the field and go straight to his mom and hugs him and gives him like the most beautiful moment I would say, in, phenomenal in, in everything. If it's you guys phenomenal. haven't seen it, uh, for, definitely check it out on our social media page. One of our videographers captured a moment and then put it in the end of our highlight reel. So definitely go check that out because yes. uh, I'll admit I teared up.
0: It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And then for the rare special treat, because uh, <laughs> despite being told I was not allowed to walk stairs, I looked at my wife and I said um, a colorful word that um, uh, Hiram's already been bleeped out twice for. Sorry. I said, <laughs> I'm walking down a certain set of stairs. I did it very slowly. Thank God. And it took me about. A good 20 minutes to get down to the field so went <laughs> very slow um i was down at the field i did get a couple of what the again choice word are you doing down here <laughs> um from your shirley yes but <laughs> but um i had to come down and i had to hug you and i wanted to share that moment with you like we just want a ship like this is a project that we we came up with and decided to work on collectively together, and we are two people from two very opposite worlds as far as age and demographics and just everything about us, right? right. And all I could think of is I need to hug my brother. Like <laughs> I gotta I gotta see Iram. I gotta I gotta give him a hug, and uh, because of that, we get the lucky interview of talking to Coach, both of us. <laughs>
2: All right, coach, we got a very special one. myself and Sam here for the interview. Um, Again, trying to keep it PG the best way I can. We just won the chip for the Mid-Atlantic Conference. Uh, Again, tell me your thoughts.
4: Yeah, what a game, what a final. It had a little bit of everything. Red cards, PKs, uh, 96-minute equalizers. Uh, The the game just had a little bit of everything. It must have been great for the neutral. Uh, But, yeah, just really proud of the players. Showed so much character tonight. Fantastic Absolutely. Uh, to
0: say this game was chippy is an understatement. Uh, what was the constant message to the boys? Because they seem to keep their cool. And for young men who are freshmen, sophomores in college, it is not the easiest thing to keep your ego in check when things get very heated.
4: Stay calm, stay composed. Uh, play within the principles of how we like to operate and work and uh, just stick to the game plan. And I think for a 10-minute period after the red card, we lost our way a little bit, and then we just worked back into it, worked back into a rhythm, try to move the ball to try and rest in those positions as well. But, uh, yeah, they showed a lot of composure tonight, and they were brave, not just in terms of working as a group, but brave in terms of taking the ball when we were down a man, and then brave in terms of keep working the ball to create opportunities <laughs> late in the game as well.
2: Absolutely, Coach. Well, we're super excited. Of course, you saw a record-breaking crowd here tonight. They were super excited. Uh, we want you, of course, to celebrate the win. Go ahead and talk to your boys. Do what you got to do. And hope you enjoy the rest of your night, Coach.
4: Yeah, last thing I will say is uh, I think the crowd tonight, the crowd have been excellent all season. But tonight, they played a massive part. Uh, the atmosphere, the energy, they played a huge part in us getting over the finishing tonight. So, just on behalf of the team, just massive thank you.
2: You heard it from Coach. All right. Thanks, Scott.
0: Don't. Think for a second, you starting a let's go blues chant doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't think for a second you screaming old bale old bay, old bay doesn't matter. Don't think for a second that screaming Naptown blues ain't nothing to crab with <laughs> doesn't matter. Do not think that for a second that pushed them over the finish line. You heard it directly from the coach's mouth that means something and for those of you who are new to this welcome to football (laughs) welcome to fan welcome welcome to being a supporter this is what a supporter is uh
1: i'm sorry i'm like feeling (laughs) that all emotions still from everything from the game from you saying like i just had to come come down and hug my brother i'm like
0: dang man (laughs) it's just amazing it was beautiful it was it was absolutely beautiful and it could have on a nice edge that could have gone horribly wrong was for sure and we could have all been there just consoling each other and just going what the hell happened going why didn't we take our chances in the first why did we let it get to we we did it to ourselves my god why are we not why did we not win this game right welcome to the beauty of being a supporter of a football club Absolutely. that's that's because and enjoy this because we can lose on friday we can yeah. lose on saturday we can lose if we win both of those we can lose in the semis like it, it can all come to an end but enjoy those moments when they happen now what we want to try to do here is we're going to explain all the rest of the conferences right so there's the east the south the midwest and the west and mm-hmm. we're going to kind of talk about where that sets everything what it is the national rankings are right because remember we've been talking about these national rankings all season the higher ranked national ranked team is who hosts things and that's very important to know so at the time of the start of the playoffs we were the seventh highest team so Mm -hmm. that's worth mentioning but hiram why don't you go ahead and talk about what happened in the east well in the east fc
1: motown beat atlantic city 3-0 to win the keystone east Conference. Westchester United beat Hershey FC 2-1 to win the Keystone West Conference. Hartford City beats Kingston Stockade 2-1 to win the North Atlantic Conference. And, of course, we won the Mid-Atlantic Conference. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the playoffs will be played this Friday in Morristown with the number one seed, Motown, facing number four, Hartford City. And your Annapolis Blues, ranked number two in the East, will be facing number three, Westchester United. And the winners will play on the finals the next day on Saturday.
0: So it's back-to-back games. It is Friday. It's Saturday. It's in morristown new jersey which is kind of west of new york so we're talking upstate jersey um uh yours truly will be there i know you will be there as 100%. well we are making the trip and uh we'll be hopefully there for two days hopefully that's what we're there for because that's that's the plan and Motown, because we lost alexandria that last game of the season they jumped us in the table mm-hmm. so that's where every game does matter so we could have been hosting if we heck even if we had gotten away with a tie with alexandria we probably would have still been the the number one seed in the east now let's go ahead and take a look at the south each thing to remember is all the conferences are different right so naples advanced from the regular season of the sunshine conference there's only four teams Mm -hmm. what's the point of a playoffs right? right they all played each other twice that's it it's over naples advanced also worth mentioning naples is also a team currently ranked higher than us they're the number four team now uh apathos fc that's a team based out of georgia uh beat georgia revolution four to three to win the southeast and then southern states which is based out of mississippi mm. beat pensacola five nil to win the gulf coast league and then the last one this is a big one mm. uh it's also because it hits home because it's one of our uh beloved owners hitches clubs brownsville Upset Lubbock, 1-0 to win the Lone Star State. Lubbock was the number three team in the country. They are out. So the playoffs will be Friday at Naples. Number one, Naples faces uh, number four, Apathos. Then Southern States, the number two seed, faces number three, Brownsville. And then the winners face each other on Saturday.
1: Moving over to the Midwest region, we have Steel City as they beat Cleveland SC 2-1 to win the Great Lakes Conference. Tulsa beats OKC 2-1 to win the Heartland. And another big upset as Med City beat the number one nationally ranked overall team, Duluth, 2-1 to win the North. Mm-hmm. Des Moines beat Milwaukee, Torrent, uh, two to one to win the gateway conference so that stands as steel city will be the host for the midwest conference of mm-hmm. midwest region i should say uh, they will play the number four ranked team mid-city and number two des moines will face number three tulsa as the winners will be playing on
0: saturdays very good yeah that is uh that is now of the top five number one number three are out yep Oh, kind of makes us now number five i'm just saying <laughs> um but going on to the west the west only has three conferences so theirs worked out very different because they played their semifinals this weekend so mm-hmm. they get the advantage of not having to play back-to-back games next week like the rest of the divisions are doing so the golden gate division has a ton of teams has about eight teams in it so you had uh uh Ferulito fc which is based out of san francisco played napa Valley 1839 last night it went to extra time Faralito scored in the first uh few minutes of extra time to go on to win one nothing and unfortunately napa is another one of Hitch's teams so unfortunately they, they we uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and just say it all the Hitch's teams are gone but us so all the all the chips are in this basket now <laughs> you <know>? sorry hitch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's uh he put up a nice post about it. He's happy as heck, you know. All these all these cities have really kind of stepped up, and it's been a really yeah. great thing to see. And and also also very simply put, without a group like what Hitch runs, this is so important to this sport. Is mm-hmm. is people taking active interest in the growth of this sport throughout the country, which is really wonderful. Now the other semifinals saw the Northwest winner Crossfire Red. They had their own little playoff as well so that's like they're up in the uh washington area okay so but like washington and oregon and like uh idaho and all of that is the northwest and they beat the southwest winner which is like southern california arizona new mexico Mm -hmm. and they beat fc arizona two to one so farolito will be hosting crossfire next saturday the winners of all four of these conferences will be playing the following week east will play south Depending on who wins, is who hosts it. If we can win ours, we don't want Naples to win. Mm -hmm. If Naples doesn't win, whoever comes out of the South is coming to us. If Naples wins, we are going, if we win our thing, because got to remember, Mototown are the not for nothing are the defending champions of this league. Yeah. You know, and uh, of the total NPSL. They're the winners from last year. So you got to get through them first. And they're also higher ranked than us as well. They were the number six team. So that's it's big. But if we can get through and Naples does not get through, we will host the national semifinal. West and Midwest play each other as well. And as long as Steel City or Feralito do not make it to the final, we would host the final. But again, got to win all those games. Absolutely. All right. That's going to wrap it up everybody for this week thank you so much for listening gosh what a what a show what a what a weekend man oh gosh a friendly reminder that this is a du public house production
1: be sure to follow the show on twitter at nighttime blues pod and annapolis blues at annapolis blues to follow the club Till next week everybody